Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hello, and welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. I'm here today with my friend, Kelly Favre. How's it going, Kelly? It's going good. Good. So I have known Kelly. I was trying to think how long ago it's been since you were, you guys were at Christ Church. How many years have you guys been gone now? Um, We moved here in December, 2019, but I don't remember how many years we went to Christ Church. I know. I was trying to think of that too. Was it two years? (laughs) Probably about, I really can't remember. (laughs) Okay. So Kale is Kelly's husband and he was a part of the pastoral residency program at Christ Church. And then they left for Kale to go to seminary. But anyways, I'll let you introduce yourself. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Yeah. Um, Well, I've been married to Kale almost seven years now. And we have three kids. Jude is four. And Lydia is almost two. And Abigail is one month. And I stay home with them. And Kale goes to seminary in Kansas City. Um, And we used to live on campus there when we moved here. But about a year and a half ago, he took a position as a pastor at a church in a town about 45 minutes outside of Kansas City. And so now we live in that little small town um, in the kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's very small. We live on a gravel road and we have no neighbors. I grew Um, up on a gravel road. I love that. Oh, yes. It's definitely different. (laughs) But um, we we've been living in this town for about six months And yeah, Kale pastors this church and he works a few days at FedEx. He delivers packages there and then goes to seminary. This is his last, his last semester. So we're ready to be done. (laughs) How often does he have to go to Kansas city? He goes twice a week this semester. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's not too bad. No, it's not. Do you guys live in a parsonage? Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. How's that? It's great. When we toured it, my heart really kind of sank. I was like, oh my. (laughs) But the the deacon was like, we'll probably fix up a few things like new carpet and we'll paint. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe I can get past it. But they ended up just doing a complete remodel and it's beautiful now. I mean, it's so homey and cozy and it's our first house we've ever lived in. So Mm -hmm. it's nice. That's yeah, great. We're thankful. It's really cool. So Kelly messaged me, I think it's been like a year ago now. And let, let's, so that's where this conversation all was kind of birthed from this message that you sent me that I thought that would be really fun to kind of flesh out some of those ideas. So do you want to go ahead and tell people about the message you sent me? Yeah. Um, so when we were at Christchurch, it was just a really challenging time for me in particular. Um, I was a working mom. Jude was our only child at the time and he was a baby and I needed to work full time and I really didn't want to, but I also just really wanted to be in a different area. I wanted to live more in the city. And so I just struggled with the sin of like discontentment and envy and pride thinking I knew what's better for myself than God Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and kind of secluded myself from the ladies at our church because, um, I felt like, well, most of them are stay at home moms, they're homemakers. And 
I see them just thriving. Like their marriages are thriving. They have so much fun with their kids. They're learning these skills that are really building up their homes. And I feel like I can't do any of that. And so I became very envious and just discontent. And, you know, nobody ever made me feel like I'm sinning because I'm a working mother or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like it mm-hmm. was really just my own ungracious assumptions, mm-hmm. but, um, I just secluded myself. And so that also led to a loneliness. And so that added to my discontentment of place. And when we moved to Kansas city, I got to be a stay at home mom. The Lord answered that prayer and I was so bored. I had no idea what to be doing. I was like, okay, I know that I should have a clean house and I should cook dinner, but like what else? And I knew this is important work somehow, but what in the world should I be doing and why is it important? And I almost felt like I should go back to work because I'm just wasting time. (laughs) I could be making a lot of money. (laughs) And so instead of using my time fruitfully in in Illinois by learning from these ladies who I feel like were just filled with wisdom. Um, I didn't do that. And so when the Lord answered my prayer and allowed me to be a stay-at-home mom, I was just kind of wasting it. And it was about three months after that we moved and I was like, okay, I should probably figure out what I should be doing. So I started listening to this podcast And I had a a good friend on campus and I kind of started confessing the way I was feeling to her. And she was like, oh, like, you know, just trying to encourage me. And then this podcast really encouraged me just to see this is what it looks like to be a homemaker. Like it's not just staying at home, but it's serving your family. It's serving your husband and your children and, you know, making your home a haven, but also it's a place of work. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I looked at all of it so differently and I realized I needed to confess some sin to Jordan (laughs) because she was my pastor's wife at the time. And I feel like I just really envied her instead of learning from her. And so I, I wrote to Jordan kind of explaining what I was dealing with and how I was sinning against her and I needed to (laughs) confess and, um, how, how she has encouraged and tell her how she's encouraged me. Um, just over the past few months at being a homemaker and how thankful I am for her wisdom. Um, so that's kind of what led us here. Well, praise God. And thank you for sharing all that. You definitely did not have to share everything you just did, but thank you. That was really encouraging and sweet. And I love you, Kelly, and I miss you. Um, but I just thought it would be really cool to share your story because I think a lot of times there are women that are in churches that you see and you're like, oh, I, I really think that you could be thriving in this way. And you want really badly for them to like catch this (laughs) vision of being a homemaker and catch this vision of like this beautiful work that God's given them with their children and their home and their husbands and how good that it can be. But you can't you can't force this on people. You know what I mean? Like you can't (laughs) force people to love being a stay at home mom or force people to love even being a mother. And, Mm -hmm. um, you have to so often just trust the Lord's timing of like, you know, this is something that the Holy spirit has to birth within people. And the best that we can do is just give our best job at doing a beautiful vision of it to other people. That's one reason I really like Instagram is, 
even if you don't say in words every like all of your theology of homemaking you can give a beautiful view of it on instagram you know what i mean like you can show people your family and what you're doing and the joy that you have in it through images and videos and stuff like that without going into every detail of what your theology of it is and a lot of times that will speak like of this this beautiful home that god has made and people often catch a vision that way but anyways i just thought it was really cool that god not during your time at Christ Church when you were surrounded by ladies who were doing this, but it was whenever God brought you guys to another season where you were more, yes. probably more alone. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just interesting that it was God's timing that he did all this in you. And so what have the implications of that been for your home and your family and in yourself? What's going on? <laughs> oh, yes. No, it's it's really increased my love for the Lord and even just made me thankful that God created me as a woman. There are times where I'll tell Kale, I'm so thankful that I'm the woman in this relationship, (laughs) but it really, it's a wonderful calling. And it's, it's given me a greater respect for Kale um, as he fulfills his role as my head and does a great job leading us. It's taught me to look at my, my kids differently. Like you don't just have kids because you get married and then the next step is have kids. But like, this is what the Bible says about children and they're a blessing. And that's where you're ministry is that's your mission field it's really just infected I think every part of my life and and it has brought a lot of joy and contentment and there's still you know I'm still being sanctified and, right yeah um, we are in a smaller town and we've moved a, a further away from the seminary and a lot mm-hmm. of our friends have moved off campus so mm-hmm. there are some lonely times and mm-hmm. there are times when I'll tell Kayla like Kayla I'm I need you to, you to preach to me today because yeah. I'm a little discontent. Or I'm yeah. struggling with loneliness or just mm-hmm. being very far away from the things I want to be closer to. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately the Lord has just brought me a, a very good piece about where we're at and, and contentment. And there's a lot of good things about living here too. Just like our kids have so much room to play and, mm-hmm. and everything. So it's yeah. good. Yeah. There really is a beauty to the slowness of life at times. Um, mm-hmm. I, I sometimes will like war against whenever something has come into our life that has made us slow down. It's like, Oh uh, no, I want everyone to get better soon. Like if it's sickness in the house, like we got this and this to do, everybody feel better. Oh, I think everybody's fine. We can go ahead and do it or whatever, you know? And, yeah. but so many times is that we miss the beauty of a slow season 2020 was one of my favorite years of all time because it was so slow. Like so many things in the world were not happening. So it was just a much slower year. And it was the year I was pregnant with Providence. And I would, people are always like, oh man, you were pregnant in 2020. How horrible that must've been. I was like, no, actually it was like the best time to be pregnant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we were just home. We were home doing our home things. And that is when I'm very happy and content normally. It's a beautiful thing when God brings a slowness so that you can focus on the things that he's given you to focus on and that Mm -hmm. you can see the beauty of small things that you can awaken wonder in the normalcy of life of like man cooking is kind of fun whenever you really start to learn about it or cleaning can be fun whenever I decide what kind of tools I want to get and you know homemaking is fun whenever I see this as my domain and I get to decorate it any way I want and it's my it's my entire art palette is my home and I can be as creative as I want to be with it and just seeing all the opportunities in front of you. And I think that only happens when you get a little bit bored, when you're like slow Mm -hmm. enough to be bored just a little bit so that you can start to spark creativity. And even with our Mm -hmm. kids, like you read stuff all the time, like let your kids be bored. And there's, there's a good 
there's a good meaning behind that because when your kids are bored, they'll do something creative. If you don't just give them a phone or a TV or, you know, a video game to play, they'll, they'll find Mm -hmm. something creative to do. And I think it's the same with, you know, adult humans too, (laughs) that like when we're slow enough to look around is when God starts to awaken wonder and so many different things. I'm reading awakening wonder right now. (laughs) And so that term keeps going into my brain. Um, but anyways, I'm reading Amy Carmichael with a biography. We just finished uh, yesterday, actually, um, with Ransom for school. And in there, Amy Carmichael talks about how, I guess it was like a popular um, Indian saying that children tie the mother's feet. And Mm. meaning like, if you have kids, then your your feet are tied. You can't go and just do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. And, um, And Amy Carmichael, she was going and speaking traveling and speaking at these different places and bringing her kids with her. And then um, once there uh, became so many children that she was caring for and in their home, uh, they were orphan children. It wasn't, she wasn't married or anything in case anyone doesn't know the story about Amy Carmichael. So whenever there ended up being so many children that she couldn't continue traveling anymore, she was saying that, that like her children tied her feet and that now she would be home and that that was a good thing, that the children thrived whenever they stayed home long enough to, you know, see the beauty around them and for her to focus on them. And I think with you even, you know, you were good at working outside the home. You made money for your family. You thrived doing that for a long time, but then God tied your feet and it gave you time to realize that like, this is a good thing. This is a good calling to be home with my kids. So anyways, it Mm -hmm. made me think of that example from Amy Carmichael. That's good. So tell me about your guys' time at seminary. It has been a great time. Um, It really has. So like you were talking about in 2020, so we moved December of 2019 and then like March, 2020, Kansas City shut down. Mm -hmm. And so um, most of the, most of the moms on campus were stay at home moms. And so we weren't taking our kids anywhere. We weren't taking them to, you know, violin lessons or yeah. gymnastics or anything. And so we had a lot of play dates and just on the nicer spring days, we would be mm-hmm. able to go outside together. Um, so we built relationships very fast with people on campus and people at our church um, that we were attending at the time. We met some really incredibly influential people. Um, Kale met some men who have really encouraged him in being a husband and a father and and a man and encouraged him in ways to build up like our family worship times and things like that. And I met some ladies who have also been such a blessing and a challenge to me. Uh, One in particular was a friend, her name's Heidi, and she probably has no idea how influential she was, but she really encouraged me just in parenting and homemaking and as a wife and kind of helped me change my worldview from looking at as from looking at the world as worldly, but more biblically, just seeing mm-hmm. like, oh, this is why we may want to choose homeschooling. This is why we take our children's health into our own own hands or mm-hmm. even just like encouraging me with things like sourdough, Um, (laughs) just those secondary things. And then we had another great couple from Utah that um, they were just encouraging. We had a lot of fun with them, a lot of late nights together (laughs) until like (laughs) 1am. But yeah, because both Kayla and I were really being poured into, we just grew Mm -hmm. so much. And I think we grew more in our marriage than Kale probably did in his studies we, as Kale, Kale worded it last night really well, he was like, we came to seminary to form theology, 
but instead God used it to reform our family. Hmm, that's um, awesome. And yes. And I don't, I don't think every man who aspires to be a pastor needs seminary, but I think we needed it. Yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been really a fun time and living on campus was even fun. It was just so many kids. So my children were never bored or Jude yeah. was never bored. <laughs> um, and yeah, just a good time. That's really cool. And so was it like a dorm or what was, what was it like? Their apartments. Okay. Yeah. They have like sections of apartments. Okay. So small little homey apartments. That's cool. And how long did you guys live there until Kale had the opportunity to pastor this church? We, we lived there probably for about two and a half years. Um, cause we moved into the house six uh, in June. So about six months ago. Um, cause they, it took a while for all the, um, refurbishing and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. So about two and a half years. Okay. It's crazy. You've had two children since I've seen you last, which is just crazy. Life has changed (laughs) so much. (laughs) I know. Our family Um, has grown in number and in faithfulness. yeah, Yeah. That's really cool. So then moving to the opportunity that Kale had with the church, um, what's that been like to, to transition into actually him doing pastoral ministry and you being a pastor's wife now? It's been good. It's a really gracious church. Like it's, it's a blessing that it's a blessing to serve them as our first church because they're really not a, a needy group of people. Mm-hmm. And so just being their pastor's wife has been really joyful because they're not, they're, they're approaching us just with so much grace and mm-hmm. patience and encouragement. We've had several people who have just talked to Kale about we're in your corner and we're, we're encouraged by you. And Kale has recommended books and some of them will take books that he's recommended. And we just see a lot of faithfulness from some of the members. And so as a first time pastor's wife, it's encouraging to me to see the grace that they have for us knowing they're, this is their first church. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but it's, it's been exciting. I've, I love being able to hear Kale preach every Sunday. And I've, I've even seen like in the past year and a half, how his sermons have changed and how Mm -hmm. much more comfortable he is behind the pulpit even. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I love it. It's definitely difficult though, just with being a pastor's wife and now three kids and trying yeah. to keep them well-behaved during the service. Yeah. And it's an you're, you're basically a yeah. single mom you get it. Sunday mornings. Yeah. Yes. You're a single mom. Um, yes. Um, I feel it's okay though. Well. It's okay. Yes. Um, there's definitely those mornings though, where I'm like, I don't, I don't, I literally, I don't have enough hands. I don't know what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, oh yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm doing my best here, but there's only so many hands. <laughs> Yes. Um, Yesterday was that Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) But we always, my kids are like the only young kids there. It's mostly older adults, but everybody is always ready to like grab one of my kids when needed. Awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. That's the kind of family atmosphere you want that where everyone is everyone's child. And it's like, I'm totally fine with helping your kid out or helping someone else's kid out. It's awesome. Um, that's something that yes. I really love, love about our church too, is it just feels like so much of a family. Everybody's just there for each other. I love that. Um, okay. So tell me some of the stuff that you're into right now. It's what, what books are you reading? You said you're doing sourdough or some, one of your friends encouraged you with sourdough. Tell me, tell me some of the stuff that you're into. Yeah. So I've been 
doing sourdough, but unfortunately my starter died after okay. I had Abigail. I kind of okay. just neglected it and it died. Now I'm just stuck in the to fridge. Get another one started, but yeah. I know I should have, but one time I stuck another starter in the fridge and it died. And so I was like, well, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But well, I'm trying to start uh, another one. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of people think they're dead when they're in the fridge, but they're not actually dead. You just got to keep feeding them and feeding them and feeding them. And then they, it starts bubbling oh, again. Sorry. Oh man. Yeah. Did your friend have oh, yeah. you can get a starter from your friend, maybe? No, she moved away. Oh <laughs> so bummer. Moved, like, yeah. I know. So I'm calling like, everyone in Kansas City. If anyone has a sourdough starter. <laughs> I know. Please message me. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm trying to learn how to cut Jude's hair. Um, I tried in 2020 when like it was kind of the thing yeah. to do, like uh-huh. everybody tried to give, but it was so bad we had to buzz cut it. <laughs> And so, yeah, so I, but I was like, that's my 2023 goal is to learn how to cut Jude and Kale's hair because I'm tired of taking them to the barber and it costing so much because they both, their hair just grows so fast. And the more boys that you have, especially it's like if Jared and both of our boys went to the hairdresser every time they needed a haircut, it'd be like a hundred dollars every time. It's like, oh my gosh. And it's like a five week thing like I you know. have to do it every week. I know I mean, it's hair ridiculous. fingernails it all grows very fast <laughs> I feel like I'm it always does. clipping people's nails always cutting people's hair yep me too <laughs> are you reading anything um, good right now yes I just finished praying the bible by okay. Donald Whitney and it was really good it because I I told Kale I was like I want you to pick me out a book uh-huh. um I got the idea from Brian and Lexi Save's podcast yeah. uh-huh. and and I I feel like I find myself reading a lot of like parenting books or mothering books and yeah. so I was like I should probably read something else so I had mm-hmm. him pick me a book and he picked this one and it was really good and it was perfect too because I had I had also been feeling like oh man like my prayer life kind of struggles I get so distracted and it was about like praying through the Psalms or just praying scripture like mm-hmm. when you're reading scripture just take a moment and start praying that scripture, hmm, even if it's, awesome. you know, something that doesn't really have a lot of like application in your life. Mm-hmm. If you're reading something in the book of John, and then you think, oh, I should pray for my friend, John, like, mm. even if it's something as simple as that, that's not really even on topic of that verse, but you just think of something. Um, so that's been encouraging and just why prayer is so important. It's a mm-hmm. conversation with God. And, um, you know, imagine if you only spoke to your wife occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's been good. It's been an encouragement and it's kind of reshaped my prayer life. And I also just finished Selected Letters of Laura Ingalls Wilder. Oh, and that fun. Was it was kind of boring at times because there were a lot mm-hmm. of letters between like her publisher and her. Oh, yeah. Um, but the letters between like her and her husband and her and her daughter, they were really interesting. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really neat. We we are big Little House fans. Yes, I love Little House. <laughs> Do you guys watch the show? Sometimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw the other day we were watching one, and it was where Mister Edwards was like determined to shoot himself, and I was like, I don't know, my kid should be watching this episode. <laughs> so this is a little mature content one. for Little House. <laughs> I know they should have yeah. put a warning on it. Yeah. Oh, my kids love Little House. We that's like our family show in the evenings. If we're gonna watch something, it's usually a Little House episode. We love it. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. Well, cool. All right, Kelly, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? I don't think so. 
Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today. And I'm, I'm just thankful to hear how God has worked in your life since the last time that I've seen you. And I think it was fun just kind of fleshing out some of that process that, that God has done in you guys. So praise God for the work that he's done in your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Hey, everyone, we want to thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast and continuing to come back. You guys have certainly been an encouragement to us, and we hope we've been an encouragement to you as well. We want to continue this work, and we need your help to do that. If you'd head over to the Fruitful and Fearless website, it's just fruitfulandfearless.com. You can find memberships there that are different tiers that contain different benefits to you as well. If you want to just support us for the heck of it because you're enjoying the show, that's always a blessing as well. But we try to make it even more worth it for you with recipes, groups, for homeschooling and cooking, baking, natural health. We try to put as many resources on there as we can. But thank you for your support. It greatly helps our family.